1: Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, my listeners. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the show. My name is Emily. I am your host. I am the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are brand new here on this show, I do enjoy having discussions or solo conversations with myself on relationships, mindset, careers, Anything revolving around life and how we can design it to live it in a more fulfilling and productive way. So that's a quick gist on what this podcast is about. But I do want to just dive into... Okay, well first I want to preface, I have my dishwasher in the background right now. And unfortunately, my desk is very close to my dishwasher. So unfortunately, you probably might hear some of that and I do apologize but before we begin i do want to say i am currently in new york by the time you are listening to this so technically i am not recording this in the current week like i usually do i do typically try to record my intro during the couple days before the episode releases just to make it more current but right now i'm still in la but i'm actually heading out to the east coast in two days which uh today is october 10th so yes by the time you're listening to this i am in new york city and probably uh just working or doing something uh relatively work related at that point but um that's just kind of what i wanted to preface it with because i do try to incorporate some current events in the intro. And one more thing I wanted to incorporate too before I dive into today's guest, I decided that Because of just how crazy this year has been, I've been really enjoying just having conversations with people and just asking how they're currently feeling or how they have been feeling and more importantly, this year I started journaling which has been an awesome practice for me especially with some days being more stressful than others and it's been a way for me to release some of the emotions and just like the boggledness in my head i don't even know if that makes sense but basically when i write my journal entries i do also write at the top not only the day and the date but i write how i'm feeling and i try to be pretty precise about it so that if i ever get bored and read my journal entries i can reflect on how i was feeling that day and then you know just kind of i guess think of it in all like i was feeling that sad or whatever that day and here I am now type of thing so and I'm going to start by saying today specifically which is not necessarily the day you're listening to this but as of now I am feeling very elevated I think that's a great way to put it and again I try to mix it up and try to use more precise words if you will versus happy sad sad fantastic, excited, whatever that may be, but I am currently on week three in my new apartment in Los Angeles. I am looking out on my balcony right now, or the window, which also includes my balcony as we speak, and I am looking at the Marina del Rey, like, marina area, so it's just a beautiful weather today, it's sunny, and after this I'm actually going to go hang out in Malibu with a few lovely friends that I actually met through my social network, so it's really just awesome, and I think that's just overall why I feel really elevated. I feel like I took a new step into the direction of my life. After moving to LA, I have met a lot of new people this year, despite COVID, if you will, But I have met a lot of new people through my social network, LinkedIn, and um, you know, even just mutual friends, and, and even just dating wise, I've met a lot of new people that have elevated my thinking, I would say, and so I feel like today, in this moment, I am really absorbing a lot of that cumulative energy right now, as we speak. So I'm feeling elevated, definitely a little bit tired, I need to stretch. I feel very sore, my back as well. I do feel sore, but most importantly, I do feel elevated. But trust me, there are going to be weeks where I will share if I'm feeling very down or deeply lost, which if you listen back into my episodes back in July, I definitely shared some of that back then because I was feeling at a lower period in life at that time. So um, if you're feeling that way right now, you want some comfort, go check out my episodes back in July. But aside from that, that is currently what I'm feeling and now I just want to dive into today's guest and what we talk about. So, on today's episode, I have my dear friend Michael Uribe, also known as Mike Yu, if you have heard me talk about him in the past. He was on episode 9 if you want to hear that first episode I had with him, but If you are newer to this show or just newer to my platform, then I thought it would be nice to give a refresher or just like a quick intro as to how I met Mike because he's a very close friend of mine and he's been in pretty much my inner circle, if you will, over the past couple of years now. So... Mike and I met when I was in high school. This was my senior year of high school when I was living in my lovely small town of Pennsylvania. And he was my waiter at Applebee's. And Applebee's is a place that is very near and dear to my heart because I used to go there All the time as a kid. I love the dessert there, the triple chocolate meltdown, which Mike knows, and he's probably laughing if he's listening to this right now, and he knows how much I love that. And so, um, basically, during my senior year, my friend and I would go to Applebee's all the time, either like after school or just to do something at night. And I remember the first time we got Mike as our waiter, it was just like the most fun energy ever. He was really ecstatic, just had good vibes overall. And I've always been a troll especially since high school and so his name tag said Mike U. And I think I was just starting to troll him and I was like Mike U and I would like scream it across Applebees or something. And uh, pretty much since we went there so many times during my senior year every time we came we requested Mike U. And so we became friends through that. And then we pretty much stayed connected for the most part during my freshman year of college. I had moved to California and Houston, Pennsylvania. And uh, I think over time, we kind of obviously lost touch a little bit, and then I think we started to regain touch when that friend of mine, her name is Antonia, who lives in Germany, he was traveling Europe, and he, I guess, crossed paths with her, or had plans to cross paths with her when he was in Germany, and so one day she calls me, this is like 2017, I remember this vividly, because I was going through a very difficult time in life at that time, and she gives me a call on WhatsApp and she and I'm like, hello, what's up? And she, she puts Mike on the phone and he was like in Germany with her. They were hanging out, talking, vibing. So that was in 2017 and that was when we reconnected because I was like, oh my God, Mike, like it's been too long. Like we haven't talked. And so it worked out perfect timing because then I started to connect with him again more consistently in 2017. Just talking about him or talking with him about what's going on in my life, what um, I'm trying to work on at that moment. And since then, we've been really good at staying in touch consistently. Like every time I came home for Thanksgiving break, we saw each other Christmas break as well. And I'm just so grateful to have met him and kept him as a close friend and and an even closer friend over the, the recent years as we continue to connect typically once a month or something of that nature. And, um, you know, we're both kind of growing and I think both of us just really love seeing each other grow. So, um, he's also someone that I go to when it comes to specific types of advice, especially when it comes to dealing with people, definitely with sales because I work in sales and he's amazing at sales and he knows that. And um, he's just a huge supporter of me. He's watched me grow since I was 18 and, you know, now I'm 23 living in Los Angeles and um, I'm just grateful to have someone that has seen me at my young raw years and knows who I am at my core so um, he's a great friend and also someone that I do really seek for in advice in just different areas of life so today specifically we talk about relationships and the psychology of men and women and just kind of that tango of relationships and I wanted him on for this topic specifically because back like I said in 2017 when I was going through a rough patch I actually went to him to have a better understanding of what I was doing wrong and right when it came to attracting the right energy into my life, when it came to attracting certain people back into my life or certain people into my life as I was shifting into a new chapter. And so I would say some of the key things that we talk about today would be uh, one, being the way men love women, especially in regards to spiritually versus physically, how to attract the right energy into your life, Understanding the significant difference between a man and a male. That's a very fun topic. And then also a question I had a joy on asking because it's something I'm always, always curious about. And I feel like we hear different answers all the time. So um, I think this one's uh, very situational. But does having sex on the first encounter or date ruin the ability to turn into a relationship or something serious. So those are kind of the core topics. It's a pretty long and hefty one, but I would say it includes such insightful details into just like the dance between men and women and dating and especially today's world. So um, if you are someone that does love to understand or have a better understanding of just you know how men think and how men behave, especially towards women when it comes to dating, I would say keep on listening all right, Mike you the infamous Mike you that everyone knows you by um welcome back to the show. I know this is round two. How are you doing? just uh give a uh, give a scope of what your energy is like right now
0: oh uh, well i'm I'm super happy to be back I feel blessed i'm um, I'm motivated I'm inspired and uh i'm just, I'm just happy to uh to be welcomed by your by your audience. I'm happy they enjoyed me the first time and even even more happier to to, to be back again
1: <laughs> I'm stoked for this conversation i think uh there's a lot of good tips that you're gonna have on this topic, especially when I was dealing with uh the adverseful parts of it a couple years ago so uh we're going to dive into it um So I definitely want to dive into a lot of like the relationship and mental aspect of a relationship, because if I recall correctly, you almost, I think like took a course on this, right? Like a few years ago, or I don't know, maybe you read certain books that you just knew a lot about like that tango between like a woman and a man, right? Sure. So I guess my first question I want to ask and to like kind of kick it off, you know, what are those uh, three key factors that you always told me about when it came to dating and having that competitive edge? And you 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 definitely know what what I'm where I'm going with this, but definitely just share with me like those three factors that really play a huge part into the attraction um when it comes to the early stages of dating and so forth.
0: Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. And I, I do recall us having that conversation previously in the past. And so those three things that come to mind, uh, this was this was actually learned through a psychology course where, you know, attraction is, is created based upon uh, proximity, meaning how close you are with one another, um, similarity, meaning what you have in common or what you don't have in common, and then the physical attraction aspect of it, meaning how you view the opposite sex in that regard. And so... You know, that's why you see in a lot of in a lot of cases. You know, we it's, it's like there's a, there's just like that statistic out there where you know the pr- the person you're probably going to marry or end up spending most of your time with, you probably know them from school, or you probably know them from work, and it's it's because of the, that breeding ground that's that's created through attraction, um, with the proximity and the similarity, and I I think those two in hand can also um, create an inhibiting effect upon physical attraction. Because you might not you might find someone physically attractive in one in one aspect, but then once you find out how much more you have in common with them and then you're with them every day and then things like there, things from there can actually go ahead and, and start to heighten and then increase in that other way.
1: So you say proximity plays a huge part into it. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like like what with that in mind, what are your thoughts then on long distance or like how do you see those working out?
0: Yeah, I mean when it comes to long distance, like proximity still there, uh, but you're going to go ahead and create proximity by, you know, you know, FaceTiming, being over the phone, um, social media, you're going to do everything and anything to create an artificial proximity. Now, the thing is, though, that artificial proximity that can only last so long, because then as I'm sure you are you well aware at that point, then there's going to still be some type of meeting of the of the physical, there's still going to be some type of, well, hey, I'll see you. Once a quarter, every three months, I'll travel from Philadelphia to over to England. Or, well, okay, over the next five years, you know, what are we going to do for a work vacation? That way, we can come closer. And mm-hmm. so, proximity, proximity is a is a is a is a balance, and it's a it's a it's an exchange between the masculine and the feminine energy, because they're 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 although they're polar opposites, they also want to come together as well. And so that's why, regardless of of where a person's located, especially when it comes to long distance, they are still creating whether it be physical proximity or artificial proximity, which I believe always will lead up to physical proximity.
1: Mm. So what you learned from that course then, why is it that the physical proximity matters so significantly? And because and you mentioned as well, it also based on probabilities, often like someone you meet at school and work, like, do you have yeah. any, like, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think an even better question is, like, have, have, have any of us liked or dated someone that we found ourselves spending a lot of time with that maybe we wouldn't necessarily have thought it was going to end up in that regard or end up in that way? You know, because there's something that happens. There's something that happens when, when, when there's a meeting of the physical. There's something like, although, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking on a podcast right now. We're exchanging energy. We're creating an artificial proximity. But, but imagine if we did a live event. For mm-hmm. some reason, there's something that occurs when when there's a meeting of of energy and of people and of hearts and minds and feelings together in a in a in a, in a room of some sort and so uh, when, when it when it when it comes to that you know uh, from from working with someone i know i'm i know i'm a I've done it you know what i mean i've at one point in time where i, uh, I had dated somebody that I worked with, and then I learned better not to. I don't, I don't want to say it this way, but poop where I eat, you know, in, in, in other regards, right? I learned not to do that following up in later vocations of my own life. And then, of course, you know, once I, once, I went, once I went into like leadership and management positions, that was a no-no for me. And it's a no-no for people that I work with as well. But it's very, very common. And how I, how I see it is sometimes when you put X, X, Y, and Z in a room, you, you, you just get a square. You just get a circle. And people grow on each other you know we're we're human beings we're emotional we're feeling we're sensory creatures we grow on each other and we can't help it and whether it's a relationship whether it's a friendship whether you're creating a culture or an office i think proximity is so important because that's how you get to the next level that's how you get to the next level people people don't care about how much you know so they know how much you care and so the best way to do that is by having proximity by 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 coming together by having a meeting of the minds by by having this this interchange and this relation to where we're both transferring energy from one another
1: mm-hmm. so you mentioned though that you've learned you wouldn't date someone in the workplace ideally. so yeah, so then how do you relate that to the idea of of proximity then like it because you also mentioned with proximity, oftentimes you're meeting someone within yeah the work. obviously, though, you just said you ideally wouldn't do that. So, yeah, yeah. so where, where would you go from there?
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's a perfect question. So like for something like that, you know, me being in leadership management position, especially in the workplace, you know, I've had a, I've had a, when I, and I, this is, this is something that I pride myself on, but you know, I never took advantage of my position and of, in this, in this regard, um, you know, younger women that I might've been training or teaching or, or mentoring or guiding, um, because sometimes in an instance, you know, they might end up liking me or they might end up liking the characteristics or the, the persona or the archetype that I'm taking on at that moment. So for me personally, you know, I can control my, I can control my inner feelings. I can control my biological functions, at least for the most part. And so I choose to, I choose to be uh, very platonic. I choose to, to, to say, no, this is it. This, no, I don't, I don't do this. And that's just the way I am. And Mm -hmm. that's always given, and and so what that does usually that actually creates even more attraction because people want what they can't have, Uh right? So it creates even more, (laughs) it creates even more attraction. uh, Even though that's not my that's not my intention, I'm literally saying I'm distancing myself because I'm creating dissonance because I don't want to move in that regard. But then people are even more attracted to that character because now you're not giving them what they want, Uh and now they're asking themselves, "Wow." What am I not doing right that this person isn't attracted towards me? And it's like, yeah. you no, know, it's nothing about you, It's this person and the way that they view their own attraction, the way that they're going to go ahead and not allow these these, these relationships to concur. And the reason mm. why is because a lot of those relationships, once you remove the proximity, once you remove the office, once you remove the work, once you remove all that, mm-hmm. what happens then is the relationship usually falls off. I've dated a girl, we worked together, I stopped working at the workplace. Two months later, it was out. It was done. Capige, kaboom.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'll, again, it goes back to that factor of proximity. And so after that relation, after I stopped working at that place, we weren't creating as much proximity as we once had. I mean, you go from working with someone for 16 hours a day, and now you're seeing them maybe two times a week for maybe two hours each, there's a big disconnect there. And so that's going to go ahead and that's going to go ahead and, and lower the inhibition of attraction towards each other as well.
1: Okay. To piggyback off of that, do you think so? In in reflection of that relationship, do you think then that there was something more significant that was missing if the relationship faded out or whatever that may have been after the the lack of proximity?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was definitely something missing um, that that created the fading away. Got it. And so, but mm-hmm. that, but that that's not an end all be all though because you can, you can go ahead and create proximity with someone at a workplace, you can meet someone at a club and you guys are just seeing every, each other there on a weekly basis, whatever it could be. But right. then that proximity can actually grow outside the original proximity that you actually you know, came to inception of each other in. Mm, you know, and that, that, hap- that happens too. So it's never an end all be all, but right, usually right. 90%, you know, the majority of the time from many of my experiences and what I can tell you from the people that I've coached and have held as my clients, Usually, once that initial proximity is gone, then the, the art of convenience is no longer there. And so now it's up to the two human beings, or three or four, depending on your, 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 your relationship preference, right? Um, mm-hmm. in, in, in how you're going to choose to come back and to come back together into each other's life and to create that proximity. For example, I have a friend now. You know we're, we're great friends, um, we're, we're platonic friends. We're, we, 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 we sound bored and we go back and forth with each other but we have a FaceTime call probably every single day and Mm -hmm. she lives a thousand miles away. But we're still creating artificial proximity for us to keep on coming back to each other and for the relationship to still be there because we value something as such. Now, most people, if you're not seeing them in person, maybe they don't want to go that far. So it's all dependent upon your values.
1: Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I ask that just because, um, like I'm sure you've experienced, I just think Mm -hmm. when you do leave or remove that original inception and where that proximity came from I have experienced plenty of times still being able to remain connected with those people whether it's a friend or or a previous romantic partner whatever that may have been and obviously vice versa as well clearly been you know have had friends where the original time I met them now that we're no longer in that dynamic or that original inception we have lost touch right so that's why I brought up that question like don't you think then there was something else I was missing. Like for me, when I reflect on it, just in a friendship aspect, they, you know, to me, it's it's rather like a difference in in values and kind of rather like a vision in life almost, which is a very mm-hmm. big answer. But I would say that's part of why we've been able to maintain contact consistently over right. the past five years is that you know, for example, you and I both value meaningful relationships, and we both knew right. from the time we met each other that we were going to be really good friends and always bring value to each other's lives. And for that reason, we, we mindfully choose to call each other or have a call, you know, once a month or whatever that may be. So that's why I was just asking in that sense for those, for those who maybe are hearing that and are like, Oh shit, you know, what if I lose proximity with this person I'm dating? The question is, or, you know, it's good to have that thought process of it might, it might just be lack of something else if it does lose touch, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on that
0: yeah, no, and and the other thing as well, Emily, is like almost in a sense, this is where like you know social engineering comes in for your relationships, but almost in a sense, I almost want to break the original proximity and convenience purposely mm-hmm. because there's always there always comes to a point there's always a point in sexual attraction, right there's always a point that comes, there's an arc, and so it's either going to be the continuance of something or the breaking of another mm. and so uh, you know I almost social engineer I almost want to break the original proximity to expose the relationship because that's going to go ahead and now create the 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 arc and whether we choose to continue or we choose mm-hmm. to break that's yeah. going to that, that way no one's really wasting their time and that way we can actually get to the root and to the inception and to most importantly the intention of why this relationship has actually come about to fruition because once we remove that that original proximity now we're now we're now with the battle here now with the test now we're now we're almost testing ourselves to see well what's beyond this, and let's actually get to that point now, and let's get let's dig deeper into that, and so instead of having small talk, let's have big talk.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude, you just hit it right there for me because that's exactly what I was thinking as well, and I think both you and I know that about ourselves is that we look for that authentic inception at that point where we look for that authentic connection where you remove what what it originally came from and you really dig deeper to see. If, you know, those deep core values align, if those deep, you know, whatever exactly. types of connection align. So that's why I was asking, but okay, I'm glad you touched on that. But you also brought up, um, I think it was uh, kind of about a little bit about scarcity, not necessarily in, in that regard, but I, I definitely want to kind of switch gears into talking about that. I know you have a really good yeah thought process on this and definitely great advice for girls because from what I see a lot of girls in my generation and and Gen Z primarily because of social media as well I would argue yeah a lot of people get into their own heads about jealousy comparison and I'm sure you've heard all that but I also know Mm -hmm. you have a great thought process on scarcity and how to create it in dating so can you dive into wherever you want to start on that topic of how to create that that Feeling an energy of scarcity within you, within the dating realm.
0: Sure, yeah, sure. So from from what I see, from you know, I I've coached so many young women, so this is this is a great topic. But from what I've seen, you know, uh I, it, it 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 doesn't help because social media glorifies this, right? Mm-hmm. But when it when it when it comes to scarcity um, with with younger women, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it's like looking for validation. A lot of it's like almost for like like proving yourself. And like, that's where I say, you know, sometimes you have to like, literally go into the mirror, you need to look at yourself, you need to tell yourself that you're a bad bitch, mm-hmm. and that you look good. And that and that, you know, you are everything that you've ever been searching for. And so, uh, but but in most times, from what I've seen in, uh, with, with with a lot of younger women and, and their relations, you know, they're, they're trying to they're look, they're looking for validation. They're looking for someone to tell them, who and what they are as opposed to them telling themselves who and what they are. Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't, this isn't something that any of us have made a hundred percent we're always working on this. Right. right. And um, you know, it's uh so we we create it in our relationships by looking for validation. Uh, we create it in our relationships because we, we don't, when we go into a relationship with a misaligned intention, all we get is a misaligned manifestation. And so what happens is, you know, if you're looking to, to date this guy, cause he has X, If you're looking to date this guy because he has a nice car, if you're Mm -hmm. looking to do this because, you know, you think you think you connecting with this person is going to get you this and that's all you care about and you're Mm self-interested. So everything goes back to the intention. And so scarcity is created by a a misaligned intention, which results in a misaligned manifestation. And And so we know actually the ending of things by how we actually go into something and how we approach something. And so the, the, the biggest thing is to to go back to those core values and to, to ask yourself, you know, why, um, what does this mean to you? How's this gonna help? How can this benefit you? But also, of course, how can this benefit the other person? And then um, really tapping into your inner spirit and being connected with your higher self because that's what's gonna go ahead and and bring you a level of awareness, happiness, peace, and joy. Because you can go into it with, you can go into it thinking you're not thinking abundantly, but now you're but you're really inhibiting scarcity. And then it's gonna, it's gonna turn into the form of like fighting, negative arguments, um, depression. And that's how these things show up. They start showing up, you know, the, the, the metaphysical will show up into the physical. So if you're doing something with a misaligned intention, it will start to manifest um, in, a, in a way to where you're starting to see, well, you know, this just isn't working out or you have bad feelings or you're crying and, and things of that nature. So the biggest thing to break away from scarcity is to focus on your core values and to only actually associate yourself, whether it's in relationships, mm. business partnerships, platonic friendships, with the regards to the people that actually represent that of which you believe. And then finding people that have the same core values as you, will then naturally attract more people with those same values as you.
1: Mm. You know, more than well enough by now. I, I agree with everything you said there. Um, I want to ask about, on top of that, so... So many girls, yes, it is true. I've heard it and seen it myself do unfortunately sometimes go into a relationship with a misaligned intention, right? Right. So so let's just say let's just say this though. Let's say there is a girl that goes in with true intentions but also has the issue with jealousy on you know social media comparison who's following Mm -hmm. who you you know that whole game and I think Mm -hmm. I've definitely Mm -hmm. brought it up to you probably like three years ago 2017 when Mm -hmm. I was going through those kind of struggles and you taught me something about like the kind of energy I need to bring every time I had an interaction with the person I was dating at that time can you dive into that um and when I say that I mean like you talked about this energy of like how like parts of like how he has to compete for me and how I have to like create that kind of aura around me. Because like you said earlier, people want what they can't have. So can you dive into a little bit of right. that? Like, What's your advice for women specifically in creating that kind of aura in themselves?
0: Yeah, totally. So like how I see this, like what comes to my mind is like, you know, a, a male is let's say the knight and a woman is a damsel in distress. And so, you know, as a, as a, a or, or I like to say, or I like to see like a, a princess um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a high tower. And um, you know, only only the 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 best and the chosen warriors can actually come and actually unlock you and and to to come offer you a ring or come to offer to wed you.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you know, when I when I when I think about creating that aura, creating that 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 level of enchantment, because what you're doing, you're creating enchantment. Like that's what you're doing here, because you're creating enchantment because now only certain people can actually see your value, right? And so. The, the first thing is for 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 the for the listeners here what I would recommend is you have to actually view yourself as a as a person of power and as a person who if your absence is is, is, is not is your, if, if you if, if someone loses your absence then at that point in time then they realize that there's a shift in the vibration there's a shift in the room and there's a shift in the relationship and so it goes back to to knowing yourself, not to be cliche, but knowing yourself, knowing what you bring, knowing what you offer, not seeking validation because you can validate yourself enough. And for for so many people, you know, for we're 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 going into relationships again, misaligned, and we're not we're we're going into them and we're bleeding our power because when you externalize, when you externalize blame onto other people, you lose all your power. You lose your level of enchantment. You lose your ability to connect with people and for them to see your value because now you're you're real, you're you're putting things on the outside, when the true thing is everything is actually on the inside, and so coming coming to this understanding, if if people aren't able to 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 receive you in that regard, then I say hey, change, change those people, change the people you might be talking to, and and change the person that you you change change the person that you might be seeking a relationship with, and it's okay because there's only there's one of you. And there's billions of other people and it's it's having that abundant mindset. You know, we, we often, we often believe, you know, fate is something that we, that we, that's out of our control, but I believe fate's actually directly within our hands. And so it it, it, it could, it could be a person that is freaking two miles down the road. It can be a person that's 3000 miles into another country. It can be anybody and everybody. And it's completely up to you because most people think luck's outside of them, but you actually control your own luck. And by, 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 by controlling your level of enchantment and attraction with other people, you know there's nothing that you won't be able to attain or to manifest or any relationship that you won't be able to seek or have.
1: Okay, going off of that, do you think? Do you think like that you can be attractive to everyone? That's a very blanket question, but I'm just curious.
0: So I I I, I believe I believe in attraction and I believe in projection. So right. I, I truly believe everyone is a reflection of yourself. So, like, when I'm when I'm when I'm working, whenever I'm talking to someone, if there's something that you like or dislike with another person, that's just that's just the universe acting as a mirror to reflect that back onto you, and that's where you can choose to be introspective and you can say, well, is this really me, or is this really them, or maybe it's a little bit of both of each other, right? So, I I I, I believe attraction is solely based upon energy. I think even physical attraction is based upon energy because a person can be beautiful on the outside, but the second they open their mouth, the second you hear what they have to say, the second you get a sense of who they are, all of that physical attraction can be turned right off, right? And now, and now you're disconnected from them. Mm. And so people, people, and a lot of males as well, like we create attraction two ways. Like sometimes we can attra- we 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 can be attracted to someone on at a head level, at a head level to where. You know, wow, it's like physically, wow, look at this person. They're, they're so gorgeous. They look so good. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're, they're juicy like a piece of fruit. That's at a <laughs> head level, right? But then there's actually a deeper level than that. There's a heart level. And there's a, the, on the heart level is a spiritual level. And men actually love spiritually. And so that's why a lot of guys that get into relationships, you know, misaligned, again, with those misaligned intentions, just at the head level, that's why the relationship always manifests things that are negative, depressive, dark, and full of anxiety. And so um, to, to answer your question, can we be attractive to everybody and anybody? Uh, I would say no. Now, they're, they're, they're re- and the reason why I'm saying that is completely based upon the idea and the understanding that not everybody's going to be able to receive your level of attraction. Mm. Not everybody can receive that because they're, they're, at, they're in their own stage of awareness. And so if a person is lower than your vibration, if they're vibrating at a lower frequency than you then they can't possibly receive your level of attraction. They're going to receive it in a completely misaligned and indifferent way. Now, the biggest thing for you is to know your core values, to vibrate and to align and to, and to be as energetic and in, in the capacity that most expresses and aligns you. And then naturally, by the law of attraction, you will attract people that are, that are similar or, or within that same frequency. And then based on the law of repel, you're going to repel people that aren't. And so attraction theory, if you're not you're not here to attract everybody. You're mm. here to attract people that are like you and to repel with the people that aren't.
1: Mm. Dude, that was the best fucking answer I've ever heard. Dude, that just got me so <laughs> happy. <hate. laughs> but I really... Okay, this one, everyone's going to want me to ask, what do you mean by men loving spiritually? I think every fucking woman cannot and I I love these conversations that's why I'm always like all right I'm gonna talk to Mikey about this um but don't understand how what it is that closes the deal on a guy to be like that's just like the most salesy way to say but but truthfully yes and I know you understand this but like what is it that like really makes a man just like fall for a woman because there's this whole concept of men being players we all hear that men talking about a woman men always being the one to do like the shitty stuff to the woman yeah and I think part of it is because a lot of women and again especially in modern day don't fucking know what it is that like like really ties them in or pulls them in you said men love spiritually can you elaborate on that
0: yeah totally so like spiritually going back to the heart level and so remember, so you have the head level and the heart level, the head level, the head level is disconnected. The head level, I, let me just, let me distinguish the two for you, for the, for the listeners real quick. Mm-hmm. So the head level, Emily, it's really disconnected. Um, it's very superficial. It's very materialistic. Um, it's, it's very, very, it's, it's all Yang energy. Um, the head level, again, it, uh, it, it, it's not really expressive. It's more depressive and controlling. Um, and it's very superficial, it's very shallow. Mm. Now you have the heart level, the heart level is more like yin energy, it's soft, it's yielding. Um, it's, uh, it's receiving, It it's nurturing. And so when, when I when I say men love spiritually, what I was taught and what I've experienced in my life is that if a man truly loves you, he'll serve you. He'll be a, he'll be a man of service to you. And uh, it's not, it's not, it's not out of need. Now it's not out of need, Emily. It's not saying, well, uh, you know, uh, Sarah needs this. Let me do this. Sarah needs that. Let me do this. It's not out of need. No, no. If a man, if a man truly loves you spiritually, he'll serve you and that, that, that expresses and that shows up in the capacity of, well, how can I go ahead and, 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 and multiply what this woman brings to the universe and to my life and to our relationship. and, and how can I? How can I better her? How can I nurture her? How can I? How can I help her grow? And in return, she's going to multiply your life as well. But there's a difference. It goes back to that intention. There's, there's not. There's a, there's an intention of need, which is that goes actually goes goes back to the head level. And then there's actually service, which goes back to the heart level and to the spiritual level. And the the, the biggest thing is that a, a man will serve a woman that he truly loves. Um, anything anything and everything. And it's, it it, it will, it will show and manifest again, based on the right intention, it'll manifest into, you know, uh, great vibes, great feelings, great sexual chemistry, great family, um, back and forth, uh, uh, great partnerships, uh, whether it be in business, personal, um, within the household, it'll, it'll, it'll manifest as far as a a, a great relationship with, with with your children that you maybe one day you'll, you'll create and co-create together and so if any you, you always understand the root by looking at the seed so if we start with a bad seed we're going to have a bad root a, a bad seed can only produce a bad root which will produce bad fruit and vice versa a good seed can only produce good roots which produce good fruit and when my, when men love spiritually it's a deep love And it's a, it's a love that's unwavering. So outside, outside uh, influences actually can't get in. So at the, once once a man's loving a woman spiritually on a heart level, you know, the the head is, the head is no longer here anymore. The, at that point where a man can still find another woman attractive, that's normal. He's not denying his bio biology. Mm -hmm. However, he, he, he he is in, in a love that's spiritual. So the outside influences of the enemy of people that are of people, places, situations, and things that are aren't of that caliber or of that vibration, They're, they can't penetrate that relationship. And that's 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 how you know it's. I don't want to sound cliche, but that's how you know it's real. And that's how you know you you have something in the working here. Now, that man can be taken off his his spiritual pursuit um, by 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 different things that can come in and penetrate that relationship based upon those two individuals, but once this once this is condoned and once this relationship is here and once once that man is loving that woman spiritually at that point then the woman just needs to freaking keep on throwing fire to uh, excuse me throwing fuel to that fire keep on fl- keep on uh, uh, taking a leaf and just blowing it you know what i mean if the guy likes making money and the guy's a salesperson and he's he's he he he's super just passionate about his work she should be saying things like go ahead baby go ahead and make that money you know anything yeah. like that and, and 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 learning how to because the, the this when a man when a man loves a woman spiritually, he, uh, she's in his vortex, so she's the eye of the tornado. and so she should be she should be doing all the things and everything that allows that tornado to keep on blowing, you know to keep on spinning and to to keep on growing
1: mm. so I take it from what you're saying, basically is that, yes, obviously, when a man loves a woman on a spiritual and heart level you know there's really no outside influence like another woman that could penetrate that right
0: exactly exactly yeah yeah
1: and i was just gonna say and then with that would you say to woman that means like is it something where you think it's like when you know you know would you think that statement uh, I mean, applies to that kind of, because my point is, I think a lot of people often wonder where they stand with a guy, right? And I think yeah. personally, I'm at a point where it's like, it, it, from relationship experience, if you have to guess, it's it's probably what you're you're thinking. And people often try to make maybe reasons and excuses as to like why certain things aren't going right, right? So yeah. that, I guess that, that's kind of where my question comes from is like when – if a, if a man really loves you, do you, like as a, for a woman, do you think they ever have to guess that? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think you have to guess it um, because you know I, 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 I don't believe men are, are, are naturally uh, monogamous. I don't believe so. And it's not, it's not within the male nature to be monogamous. Um, men, men protrude into the world and they exert themselves into the world And that's why they they carry their seed into what they do, whether it be business, personal life, whatever. Now, this is the thing here. This goes back to the spiritual love. Now, although a man naturally, I believe anyway, in his biology, he's not monogamous. He will actually become monogamous towards towards that person that he's truly in love with and that he loves spiritually. Because he's choosing now, instead of exerting his seed into everybody and anything that he does. He's actually choosing to to, 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 to to be direct and to be conscious into where he's exerting himself and so instead of instead of exerting himself into nineteen different things or nineteen different people on a spiritual plane on a spiritual level when that when, that, when there's that heart frequency there he's going to choose to take all those nineteen outlets of energy and to redirect them only into that one person and that's where the relationship's going to go ahead and multiply and become abundant and that's where there is no scarcity and and that's where there's a a natural progression of, of growth and prosperity and uh, of a union between people. And so I don't, I don't think you have to guess. Um, I, but I don't want to say I don't want to sound cliche either. Like, well, you know, you know, you know what I mean? But right. there's a the, but 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 the, the, but that is that is a that is a great question. That's a great point. And I do believe in many instances, um, 99% of them, if you'd ask me, I think that's I think if you know, you do know. Because, when, because that's, that's a level of intuition, right? That's a level of intuition. And so when we go from the heart level, we are being intuitive. And so, so, so in a sense, then if a man's loving a woman spiritually on a heart level, then intuitively she should know that then. She should know because she's being able to receive that exertion of his energy and to intuitively feel it. And I think, I think women are, are, are intuitive by nature. I think you all have a bullshit meter. And so in, in, intuitive, intuitively, you know, I think that makes the most sense for 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 you to be able to, to know and to right. feel that. And, um, and that's the thing. And now if you know it and you feel it, and then something is penetrating that man's love or his heart to where now, now you don't feel it anymore, you mm. have to go with that intuition. And then that's where you have to question and ask and, and to have that communication with saying like, yo, what's up? What's, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't allow your own devices and your own um insecurities and your own things just if uh get in the way of creating a false projection or a distorted reality. So that's where that's where inner work is needed from both both companions.
1: Mm. So okay. I, I what you said there, I feel like ties into modern day dating with men and women nowadays, but definitely men known to be talking to multiple women in the beginning stages, yeah. right? You agree. So what do you think it takes for a guy to like kind of narrow down to like one, like aside from like, I mean, I, yeah, I'll let you kind of just like answer that in your own, in your own ways, but yeah. I, I'm just curious, what is your take on that? Because I think it's almost become such a norm for people to just have expectations. Like, yeah, they're going to be talking to multiple people and yeah vice versa but like what's your take on that how do people um a avoid being insecure about that but b how do they make themselves i guess like the most attractive option if they you know maybe really like that person and they they they're aware that that person you know exploring the other options as well what's your take on that
0: for sure for sure well you you gotta you, you, you the first thing is to actually it's to have an understanding of the companion or the partner that you're seeking right? Mm -hmm. By nature, a lot of people view women as sex objects, and men Mm -hmm. as success objects. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, based on based on that regard, now, you can't go into something demanding a certain something that'd be a certain way. That's that's just not going to work out. It's not going to happen. This guy's been living his life a certain way doing certain things behaving in certain manners, um, that just kind of work for him. And so uh, when it, when it comes to that, it's also, it's, and it's also, it's also flip vice versa as well, because if there's a, if there's a guy that wants to talk to a woman, she has 15 guys hitting, hitting her up or DMing her, you know, maybe, maybe she won't be able to actually receive that guy that actually might be a perfect, uh, not, well, I don't want to say perfect, but that would actually, you know, align with her very well uh, because of all the dopamine hits that she's getting within her DMs on Instagram. <laughs> right. So, so I think the first thing is like self-awareness because you actually have to know who you are, what you want, where you're going. And most importantly, why you do what you do. And then also from there, then actually being very, very uh, conscious in the person that you seek to, you know, align with and to represent your values as well. And so, uh, you know, going into it and looking at it from from that perspective and that frame, then uh, for, let's say a guy is talking to, you know, multiple women and, and, you know, there's, there's X woman that really likes this guy and wants to align with him and be, be in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Well, um, th- this is, this is the thing, though. This is where men and women are completely opposite because women speak covertly, men speak overtly. You know, a woman doesn't say, you know, a woman, doesn't a woman won't tell you, I got to use the bathroom. She'll say, do you have to use the bathroom? Hoping the guy then says, do you have to use the bathroom? You know what I mean? <laughs> so this is, this is the disconnect in relationships and the female and the male brain, because, at the same time now a woman's naturally not going to say hey i want to be the only go- girl you're talking to she's not naturally going to say that she's hoping the guy will make that move and that inclination and that she can pick up on it on it intuitively and so this goes back because there's a there's a there's a there's a level of understanding masculine and feminine energy and energy can't be created or destroyed it can only be transformed or transmutated. and so it's it's being able to receive and 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 to have that intuitive understanding of both of each other but most people aren't there in their relationships. So to go back to the point again, well, how does how do how do, how do you be the only person that he's talking to, or you know mm-hmm. that they're talking to? Uh, I say I say in the regard to where, and this is where you have to be really conscious because you're either talking to a man or you're talking to a male. Because a lot of a lot of a lot of males still operate off boy psychology. So, so that's that's boy psychology. When a when a that's a lot of that's voice psychology and you can see this you know what I mean if if his mom's still paying his phone bill um, even 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 in some and this goes back to the intention as well if a guy you know is talking to multiple women maybe 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 he's had bad luck and you know maybe maybe he hasn't really found a woman to, that he wants to represent him and align with so maybe he maybe he's a little maybe he's more cautious in heating into a relationship. So he just wants to get to know a couple people, but he's not doing anything with them sexually. You know what I mean? Which, mm-hmm. okay, okay, that, that's fine. He's surveying his options. So maybe he's a, maybe he's operating off of man psychology. But then if you got someone who who's just, you know what, I'm going to freaking ragtag anybody and everybody I can. And I'm going to make them believe that I want to go in relationships with them. He's operating off of boy psychology. And right. so he's a manipulator and he's taking advantage of women, right? Which is going to keep on manifesting in his life, which is why he is an operating based off the way that he is. So you have to be cognizant of who you're actually dealing with. Is it a man or is it a male? Because then understanding that and understanding their energy, it's going to go ahead and manifest in new ways based on what they do and how they act and how they behave. And, and most importantly, how they treat others is how they truly treat themselves inside. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that's, that's where it all comes from. And so the biggest thing is you, you don't want to, you don't want to qualify yourself for others. You want others to qualify themselves for you. And only when you feel like someone has qualified themselves for you, then you can say, okay, well um, I'd like to do this or I'd like to do that. Or, and then you, you go into the, to the next, I don't want to say test, but the next, the next test or the next ring in the ladder, because right. you don't want to give everything right away at the same time. Because when you give things right away, what's earned versus what's given, we treat them two different ways. Naturally. What's our earned money versus given money. We, we, we treat it two different, two different ways. And so it's, a, it's the same thing within relationships that when you give something right away versus when you earn it, there's a different level of appreciation. Cool. And so, yeah, I know, I know I've went, I know I've ranted, I know I've said a lot, but to, 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 if I, if I would answer the question in my own way, um, you know, I've had, I've had, I've, I've talked to, I've talked to a couple women at one time. Now it's not me trying to be a player or doing this or doing that. It's just. I'm an attractive guy, I'm working hard, I'm doing a lot of things. And so people, people naturally want to get to know me. And also, I want to get to know them. Um, and so the biggest thing that I can tell you is my time is very limited. Um, you know, I work hard and I I do what I have to do. But if, 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 if let's say I, let's say there was, let's say I was talking to uh, a couple of different women and there was, there was one that really, 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 you know, wanted to to get with me and, I wanted to get with her and we wanted to work something out and, and, to, and to be in a relationship together. What I what I would recommend to that person or to that woman is number one, talk only to men, not to males. And then number two, you want to align to his purpose. So you don't want to get in the way of his purpose. You want to align to his purpose and you want to align to helping him do that more, which is actually divinely inspired within his heart, which is going to allow him to then love you spiritually. So, you know, me, crazy sales guy, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. CEO, coach. I, 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 and, and so a lot of women, they might, they might be like, well, you never spend time with me, right? But, but the, other, the other instance you could say is well, how can I help him do what he does? That way he can do what he loves and what he's passionate about. And that way we can spend time together. And so that's the, that's the back and forth. So you want to align to his purpose and not make yourself his purpose because by making yourself his purpose, you're, gonna, you're not going to be attracted to him anymore. A woman a woman's attracted to a guy that's doing something, that's in a position of power that's working. And so when a guy stops working and puts her as his sole purpose and as his world, the attraction is no longer there because he stopped doing what initially actually created the attraction in the first place.
1: That is so fucking accurate. I love that. I okay, I wrote this down. I need to ask you. You mentioned earning versus like uh being given money. So yeah, ultimate question. <laughs> What is your thoughts on? Do you think if a woman has sex with a man on like a first date because of just like insane attraction on all levels, both emotional, mental, physical, um, and it kind of inevitably happens? Do you personally believe that that it like resu- like that can hinder the ability for the re- the relate to it to even become a relationship because that already happened the first time?
0: uh i'm I'm gonna say no and okay. the reason the reason why is uh because've I've, uh i've I've, been, I've experienced this, but I think it always goes back to the man. I think it goes back to the man or the male and so um if there's if the chemistry is there, if the attraction is there, if the vibe is there, go with naturally go with the energetic exchange naturally now if it now let's say it turned out and it just didn't work out, then hey that's fine right. you should never actually repress any feelings. I think, I think, I think in, in our culture as well, women have to repress a lot of our feeling, a lot of their feelings because of how people might perceive things, you know what I mean? Of right. how society is, families, traditions. And so I don't think you should actually, you know, repress something. At the same time, though, you know, I don't, I might ask you to say, well, hey, do you plan on marrying this guy? If you plan on marrying the guy, then I probably would, I probably would wait. You know what I mean? But
1: how would you know that in that instant, like yeah, exactly
0: though, exactly though. So,
1: that's how, that's yeah, why exactly, I feel like it's that's what a hard, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. It is it it is a hard question. So it's like, do you plan on the marrying the guy? Well, how can you know that it's the first date? Yada yada yada. Well then, hey, I mean, you know, I I I recommend that doing what you what you feel naturally, and you know, um, and 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 again, if that person if that person is someone that's gonna represent and align with you then naturally they'll actually appreciate you even more and they'll receive you in the, in the right way. And so that's, that's what it is. You know, when a woman, when a, when a woman wants to open up and do that with a man, you know, based on a contextual, you know, relationship standpoint, she's offering, it, she's offering him, her pearl and, and an oyster, you only get one pearl. Right. So in a sense, she's giving a form of trust. She's giving right. trust to him for him then to like, for him to then hold the, hold the pearl and not to run off away, away with it. You know what I mean? And so, um, I've even talked to women that, that that say, you know what, yeah, I'm gonna throw it open the first night because I wanna <laughs> see what this really comes down to. I don't wanna waste my time. You know, and and, and 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 that's that's hey, that's that if that works for you, that works for you. You know what right. I mean? So right. I think it's I think it's very situational. I don't think it I don't I don't think that it can, you know, ruin a relationship or change the way things go because naturally it goes back to the, to, to what I talked about earlier, but the destiny is in your own hands, Right. You, know, you control it.
1: Right. So, okay. So ultimately, like, like you said earlier, fate is more in our control, which like, I feel like is such like an episode I have to do with you because so many, I, I love this argument with people or not argument, but debate on whether like we control or like, does everything happen for a reason or do we have more control over it? Whatever. Um, right. But ultimately what you are saying is that in your opinion from a male from a man's standpoint no you don't think that just because um a woman and a man have sex on a first date doesn't mean like she won't marry him now just like just because like she did it the first time does that make sense cuz i feel like that is a, yeah. a very much like con- not controversial, but semi-controversial topic of like, do you do it the first time if it feels natural or do you wait simply because you want to go longer? You-, you feel me? Even I have that bad yeah. That's why I was like really excited to ask. I was like, wait, I have to ask this question because um, that is something I'm curious. Like, does that affect their attraction or long-term attraction towards you or like, you know, how they value you? Because I think the yeah. older generation would tell younger women today, like, yeah, hold off on it because he will most likely not value as much if you do sleep with him the first time, even if like mm-hmm. all three types of attractions are hitting. But right. from, you're saying you don't think that's the case for the reason you explained.
0: Yeah, at least in my own experiences, correct.
1: Okay. Um, And then you mentioned as well, like women holding back on like saying certain things because of like standards and stereotypes. You mentioned like the that question of like, do you want to go to the, do you need to go to the bathroom kind of thing? Which right. is like, I guess, a sense of being indirect. Am I right?
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, you- covertly.
1: Okay, yeah. covertly. Do you personally think, or how do you think about women being more direct? Like, for example, like, yes, you come across a guy, you like him a lot. There's a lot of attraction there um, in various areas, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. You also know that he's talking to multiple women just because that's kind of by nature in today's modern yeah. dating. Do you think a woman should share her thoughts on like wanting to be exclusive with that guy if she really strongly feels that way or do you do you think women should wait and let him make the first move like like the typical way we're told and why right
0: so I I, I think of a woman's too too assertive well I mean actually I, I got you so um I had I had a I had a woman that was super super assertive she likes to shit test a lot of guys she likes to bust her balls mm. and she likes to be She likes to be commanding and powerful and dominant, but really that's not her natural energy. Her natural energy is to be soft and yielding and to be feminine. However, her, her life experiences have almost molded her to be that way. Mm. And so what that tells me about her and is that she hasn't, she hasn't found a guy that can almost, I don't want to say it this way, but put her in her place. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think every woman wants a guy that can put them in their place but and so she's she's testing guys and doing this and acting in a certain way and making jokes on them making mm. fun of them to only see like who's actually going to be the alpha dog here that can tame me and
1: mm. this is
0: this is how she's creating sexual attraction and scarcity as well because she doesn't want to be around anyone that can't handle her and she's a right. powerful woman so she needs an even more powerful man to 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 put her in her place right, right. and right. so and so uh when it when it when it comes to something as such you know i I I, now for me I put her in her place obviously, but you know, but for for, but for so so this this is the thing though if a woman naturally is like that and they don't stop being that way it's actually gonna turn a man off.
1: Obviously, it's gonna turn
0: him off, and so that's where and so you can you can do that to create initial attraction, but if you don't actually yield into the soft and feminine energy, then eventually it's gonna turn the man off. It's like having two guys in a room, and it's Mm. just not gonna work out. Right, Right and so uh however though going back to it you know i think in the beginning it's okay and i think it almost creates like a little a little fight a little test and uh-huh. in a sense you know she's safeguarding herself you know there and which is okay um but but naturally for me like i love women to be you know soft yielding and feminine and um you know i don't i don't i don't want to be talking to another bob i'm 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 enough i'm, I'm enough of a bob myself so <laughs> uh so the, the, so yeah so I think, you know, if she wants to be, if she wants to, if she tells the guy right away on the first date, she wants to be exclusive, she might scare him off as well. So there's natural, there's a natural energetic exchange that has to go on. And so that's where she needs to be, you know, safeguarded within herself to be able to, to, if she wants that, if she wants exclusivity, well, then that can show more in her actions and more, more on the way she carries herself. And then naturally that's going to either attract or repel that companion for her.
1: So ultimately she shouldn't say it directly in words.
0: She no, she can, which is fine. She can, which is fine. Or, you know, she, you, you know she'll hit, she'll hit him with the ever vesting question, like, well, well, Michael, what are we? You know right. what I mean? Eventually, <laughs> right? Or like, or you know what I mean? Or yeah. what's this turning into, right? So, which is okay. Because again, yeah. it's she's not she's not asking overtly, she's asking covertly. She's not saying am I your girlfriend? She's saying, Well, what are we? You know what right. I mean? And right. and so, um it 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 really just depends. Now again, if a woman's if a woman's really seeking exclusivity right off the jump, then she shouldn't have sex with a guy right away. Obviously. Obviously. Now, I don't want to say if a woman is seeking exclusivity. she should she 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 should have sex with a guy because because really, it's so situational. Like it's so situational. There's no black and white here. It's a lot of gray. You know what I mean? Right. I think though, on the on the safer end, I think on the safer end, just knowing, and me being a male and just knowing you know how how a lot of people are and and in my experiences i would say don't sleep with the guy right away if you're truly truly seeking exclusivity if you're feeling something you want to just kind of you know see what's there then and then do whatever um, but 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 in a sense that's still not a that's still not a 100% answer because you know i've i've had experiences where women want exclu- where women want exclusivity and then they sleep right away too which that's also in a sense, them also saying, well, here's my pearl, now just please treasure it and don't run away off with it, mm. you know what I mean? So it, it, it really depends, there's no there's no black or white, it's all gray. I know the older generation will tell you don't do this and do this and right. I can see it from their lens and their perspective, but mm. really it, it, it's all situational. There's no right answer, it's all gray.
1: Mm. Okay, two more major questions. Uh, do you believe in right person and wrong time? Or the alternative is there is no such thing as wrong time it's actually just the wrong person.
0: <laughs> mm. Okay, let me uh, uh, let me get that back real quick. Okay, right person, wrong time and then there is no such thing as a what was it?
1: Yeah, it's either right person but wrong time or
0: yeah.
1: or there's no such thing as that, rather if it, if there, it's just wrong person overall.
0: Gotcha. 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 I mean, if it's the right person, I don't know how it could be a wrong time.
1: You know what, <laughs> what I mean?
0: Like I, I just don't, if it's the right person, I don't think there could be a, a wrong time because if it's the right person, they're going to do anything and everything to be able to, to, to make the time. And so if, if it's, if it's, and this is, this is the exchange here because relationships are are all constructed based on one thing, which is time. It's how it all works. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, and, and time heals and time reveals. And so if, if, if it's the right person, then yeah, there is, there is no wrong time. I, I, I think if it's the right person there, there is only actually time and it's going to, that time will allow you to, to grow and to turn that seed into a root, which will produce fruit. And based upon the intention of that seed, you're going to see, you know, what you'll manifest um, tangibly on a on a fruit level, whether it's whether it's positive or negative. So uh, w- when it comes to it, you know, and again, we, we, we both know this from our private conversations, but I don't, I don't think there's a wrong time. And I, I, th- I think the only the only I think the only time there can be a wrong time is by by not going with 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 what's actually channeling through you with what you feel on a heart and intrinsic level. I think that's the only wrong time you can have because you're choosing now to depress and not express the truth that's that's actually within you, and I, I don't I don't I don't think there's I mean hey if it, if it, if you find someone you think it's th- you think it's this and it ends up not being that that's okay. What I recommend to all my clients and to everyone I speak to and to every human being on this earth is to swim in the waters of love. Swim so deep, swim so deep to where you don't even know if you can come back up for another breath of oxygen. Swim so deep, get messy, get dirty, scrape your knee. And I feel bad for anyone who's never fallen in love because it's, it's one of the greatest things in, in the world. And it's like lightning striking. You know, you're very lucky if it, if it ever happens to you. Um, not physically anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, think, uh, I think swim in the waters of love, go as deep as you possibly can. And, you know, it, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Oof.
1: Do you believe there's multiple soulmates or one?
0: No, I, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe there is a one. I believe there are some good ones and I believe there are some bad ones. So I don't, but I don't believe there is just a one. I don't believe that. I I I believe we'll, we'll come and we'll express ourselves with multiple people throughout our life. Mm-hmm. And then based on those people, you know, um, at some point in our own inclination, maybe we choose to, I don't want to quote it this way, but you know settle down and to be with that one person because they express us in the way that we feel most aligned and that we feel most connected to ourselves. And so it's like that. what I what I see here is you, you want to love yourself so much and find someone that can that can almost share the same amount of love that you have for yourself as yourself.
1: Mm. What is uh I guess one one last question here. What do you think should woman work on the most from what you know? Um, and then also just as a personal question, what are like the key traits you look for in a girl? Cause I think you posted this. I don't know if it was Snapchat or Instagram story, but yeah, you no, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? You wrote like the five things yeah, yeah, that like, yeah. well, like, that would be like the best girl but like none of them hit all five i thought that was super oh, right, so right, i'm asking right. you as a cul- like, culmination of what should women work on most considering what you know they they on average they lack the most yeah. and then also what do you look for in a girl that like you would choose to date versus like you know like yeah i mean like just i don't know, i don't want to say just hooking up but like obviously there's sure. plenty of people we come across where physically attracted to them but we, we still like wouldn't and maybe even emotionally attracted to them but there's something yeah. else i was missing that would just wouldn't allow like we could not connect to dates so what is answer i guess those two in whatever way you perfect
0: want. so for the first one then i think what a woman can work on the most is to tap is and, and again it's a little esoteric here but it's tapping tap to the understanding that she has everything the secret of having it all is realizing you already do and we pretty much we're living our lives in disconnect because we're doing things and acting in ways and creating misaligned intentions based on what we believe we don't have. So it's the, it's the literally go to the bathroom, talk to yourself in the mirror and to realize that you have everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, if you
0: do that and it doesn't work, then actually go out and seek help by a professional, um, by someone that's an expert like you or myself. And, and there's plenty of millions of other people out there that can help you with such. Mm-hmm. And. Um, it's to, uh, it's to, you know, be gentle with yourself. I think we're, I think we're so hard on each on ourselves. I think we're, I think we're like bullies to ourselves sometimes. That if we're, if we're, if our, if our hair's not done right, if we, if we don't look a certain way, if we don't, if we're not, you know, if we're not doing a, something of, of a certain way, now we're, now we're, now we're, now we're, now we're being masochistic and we're, we're, we're bullying ourselves. So be gentle with yourself and to, and to realize that you're a, you're a, a work in progress. And every single day you get better and better and better and better. And you're always going to continuously get better and to, to, to really to, and this is, this is, this is another thing as well as to not associate yourself with people that, you know, don't, don't have the same values as you. And mm-hmm. so, it, and, and, remove, remove people. I I went to high school with them, or I, they're my family. They're my cousins. At the end of the day, it's, it's not about them. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I recommend putting yourself first. That's 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 the advice that I do give women. and um, and then for me, for for my question, um, what are the what are the things that I look for? Uh, I mean, I, it's 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 pretty simple for me. Um, don't give me a headache. Make <laughs> me feel good. Um hey, I, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty simple guy, so I just I love positive feelings. I love mm-hmm. to always feel good, and I love I love. I, I love a woman that that is that is positive, that is genuine, that's understanding, that's caring, that's nurturing, that's serving. and um, that that that's looking to to, to to help. That's looking to help and 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 really that that can understand, you know, um, I have to do this before I do this. and to and to and and to to be able, which is again, it's very difficult, but to almost be able at times to remove emotion from logic. And to know there's a time and place for both. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on my Snapchat, I think I think I think it I think I the five um, they 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 definitely they definitely uh in in a in a in a, a less uh a less intelligent way you know what I mean in a less intelligent way it was like I well, I wish it was like this but mm-hmm. um, that was only that was mainly for like just laughs and giggles mm-hmm. really um, really for me it's 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 just a Having a woman that that's that's understanding, that wants to learn and that wants to live a freaking awesome life and is willing to do anything and everything to get there.
1: Mm, I love that. Wow. I think there was so much good advice for women, especially on this episode. And I for sure will be quoting a lot of it on like graphics. so be be on the lookout Perfect. for that, Mike. But yeah, thank you so much for being on. This was such a really, really insightful conversation I always love to hear your opinion on it because I for sure and you know this I see that you have the the perspective and framework obviously as a man versus a male as you put it on this episode and I think it's it's kind of a, a joy to hear like you know so just to hear if I was a listener to be able to hear another guy actually distinguish the difference between a man and a boy and for them to reflect that, reflect on that themselves. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And I'm sure this one was helpful. So I can't wait to see what people think.
0: Well, thanks so much again for having me. And I, I hope that it serves them and I hope it helps them. And uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm grateful to be here and to, to, to be of service to your audience. So it's been an absolute pleasure and joy. And uh, I hope this one's better than the last.
1: And that was today's conversation with my dear friend, Mike Yu. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and specifically this topic. I know this one can be kind of touchy sometimes, but in my opinion, I think there's always something to learn when you're listening to other people's experiences and other people's insights. And I sure hope you guys learned something from this one. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to rate and review the podcast or send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of this conversation. And before you leave, be sure to check out my career ebook guide. It is on my blog at emilyelisabeth.blog. Again, I know I speak about it every single week, but this is really helpful for those of you who are in college right now or you recently graduated and need some help and guidance on finding the right career path for yourself, how to have the best resume, the cover letter, how to answer the difficult questions in an interview and so forth. So you can find out more on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog.